You're listening to Comedy Dynamics Daily. So we tried. We tried. And we tried. Month after month, we tried. And uh, every month, Natasha would come back. Or she lives at home, so she'd be there already. And uh, every month, nothing. Or, I mean, I guess, you know, like one thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You cheered for the Hitachi Magic Wand, you should cheer for this too. You know what I'm saying? It's the, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Every month they got the, uh, you know what I'm talking about? The, uh, the, the, brrrah. The brrrah, brrrah, brrrah. Today's hip hop and RB hits. DJ Red Alert on the ones and twos. Period. It was her period that had happened, and uh, one of the strongest indications that you're not pregnant, actually. And uh, after a while, uh, you know, Natasha was like, well, maybe, you know, you're the problem. And uh, that's how she put it. She's very supportive. And, uh, and I was like, cool, maybe I am the problem, right? I don't mind. I don't mind. I'm not a dude whose ego is attached to my virility. I don't care about that. I'm not like, I, oh, I want, I was only, when I was single and promiscuous, I was only ever, uh, you know, thinking about like the fun part at the very end. You know what I'm saying? Never like the health of the specimen. I was never like, eh, is everybody okay in there? Fly away home, boys, never. I wanted there to be something fucked up. That's like an extra condom that God gave me or whatever, like two tails so it swims in a circle or whatever. So I was like, uh, okay, fine. Maybe, maybe I am the problem. What do I have to do? Let me know what I have to do. Tell me, help me. And she says, well, you gotta go to this place in uh, Pasadena, this uh, fertility clinic. Pasadena is like a suburb outside of LA, about 20 minutes outside of LA. You, you come into a jar and, or like a cup. It's, it's like a very hipster place. It's all mason jars or whatever. <laughs> By the way, I mean, look, I'm, right? I'm what's ruined Austin, but. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind actually being called a hipster. I like it. I think it's cool. I like it's a compliment to me. It's like fuck yeah. I know. I'm cool. I'm super cool. I mean, I don't like when people ask me. Well, there was one thing they asked me if your glasses are real. Have you ever gotten that? Are your glasses real? What do you mean they're real? They're right here. I'm saying, are you doing like a weird fad, like a fake, like an affect? No, I, I can't see. I'm a disabled person. You don't go up to people in wheelchairs. Like, come on, guy. Are you serious? Sitting there all cool as shit. Fucking roll out, poser. Anyway, she's like, you come into the, into the cup, and then they examine that shit, and then f figure out if there's something wrong. And I was like, cool, no problem. I was gonna come into something that afternoon anyway, why not? <laughs> and she's like, I don't think you understand. Uh, it's, you have to not come. You have to wait seven full days between the cups. Seven days, I'm saying, I'm saying. <laughs> that is awesome that you just audibly ejaculated, but not in the way that I'm talking about. Oh, I know. Seven fucking days. You couldn't go this whole show without busting one out in the bathroom. Seven fucking days. It's crazy, but I was like, fuck it, marriage is about sacrifice. So I'm doing it. Day one gets there, I'm shadow boxing and shit. I'm, day two, I'm running in the streets. I got kids from Philadelphia doing wheelies on ATVs behind me. Like, you got this, Rocky. It's like, day seven gets there. I've never been so fucking excited to be at a medical appointment in my life. I'm like, boom, is a doctor in the house? I'm trying to bust a nut right now. There's like real families in the lobby dealing with real fertility clinic issues. Like, oh, it's okay, honey. Adoption's always an option. I'm like, well, you know what else is an option? Me drinking this tea. 
I don't know if you guys have gotten to know me over the last half hour or not, but I'm like a pretty immature person and really into vulgarity. And this is like the pinnacle. This is the stupidest situation in the world. There is no place where the membrane between polite civil society and the reality that we're all just a product of our horny parents fucking one night gets pierced than a fertility clinic. It's hilarious to me. I called, I have an appointment to jerk off. I have a, I called a woman with a scheduling software who pulled it up and was like, okay, Mr. Cashier, you want, come on in for a, you want to do a really long strokey stroke until you just puddle out? Yeah, that's right. I'd like to just choke a big old fat one out. Is that, yeah, well, okay, great. So you want to just jerk your dick until you just spray it everywhere? I've got a October 7th, and October 7th will be great. And then, and then an orderly looks at an intake sheet and wipes down a bench so that I could come over, sit down and be like, I'm so horny for a family. It's so funny to me. It's so stupid. And I know, I, I, like, it's so, I know there's porn, because people have told me, and I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with the porn. I'm thinking, who buys the porn? Who buys the porn? Is it the doctor? Please say it's the doctor. I want it to be the doctor so bad. I love that image of a doctor walking into a porno shop with a little nerdy lab coat. In my medical opinion, I would say with my MD from Tufts University, uh, that Deep Gaggers 32 is the best video. <laughs> I can't get over it. I get into the lobby. I give the lady behind the counter my ID. She's like, okay, Mr. Casher. I'm like, don't fucking Mr. Casher me. We know what I'm here to do. I'll be thinking about you in 30 seconds. I wrote this stuff before everything that happened. But anyway, she, she's like, follow me. She walks me to the back. And you know, we get into the little jerk off room and I lock the door, or no, I let her out and I lock the door. And, uh, I light some candles, put on some Enya or whatever. And I flip the TV on. And I'm flipping and I'm flipping and I'm flipping and it's, it is all gay porn. I had not anticipated this narrative wrinkle. I fucking, I am really fascinated at this point. I'm like, what is happening? Why is it all gay? This isn't a gay clinic. This is a mainstream clinic. Everybody gay and straight goes there. So why? There's no gay doctor at the top of the food chain like pushing his agenda on the clientele. Well, I can't figure it out. I'm like, what? There's no more male sanctum that gets every kind of man than the jerk off booth at a fertility clinic. I'm like, well, are men all secretly gay and just waiting to get into the booth so they could finally realize their fantasies? Or, or do they like look at my hair and outfit and like make a judgment call about which library I would prefer. I just don't, I'm, I'm, I am obsessed. I love it. So I, and I'm flipping, I can't figure it out. And by the way, it's not regular gay porn. It's not like down the middle, meat and potatoes type of shit. No, it's pretty specific. It's all like, like pushy gay roommate takes advantage of his reluctant straight homie. <laughs> like the only way it could have been more specific to the situation at hand would be if the video was titled like middle-aged Pasadena dad gets fucked by fertility clinic doctor today. <laughs> so, I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled and I scrolled and I did actually finally, finally get to one boy-girl porn, which is what I'm into. And, uh, <laughs> and I was about to press play and stop. And I thought, wait, I thought about my mother. I thought about the man that she wanted me to be. She wouldn't want me jerking off to this. So I reached down into my bag and pulled out a dusty old dog-eared copy of lesbian text-based erotica. <laughs> Oh wait, no, none of that happened. I did not find a boy-girl porn. What happened was I jerked off to gay porn that afternoon because you gotta trust the chef. <laughs> I, just, 
I'm just obsessed. I've always been upset. Like, I know that that's a situation that'll make many people very uncomfortable, but it's like, who gives a shit? I, I'm just, I've always been really obsessed with that kind of like, that interplay that we have in society between masculinity and sexuality, how things make us so uncomfortable and how we, we make assumptions based on people's sexuality and, and based on their masculinity. Like, we all have done this, for example. Here's an example. Everybody's done this, from the most woke kind of liberal person in here to the most Trumpy MAGA person. Like, we've all done this, where we look at a person and think to ourselves, oh, I can tell that guy, he's gay. I can tell because he's acting gay. Like, that's not real. You can't act gay. There's no gay action. Okay, no, there's one. There's one. <laughs> if you look down at the end of your dick, there's a guy there. That's the one and only gay action. Everything else, we're talking about something else. We're talking about acting feminine or masculine. Many gay men do act feminine. Sure, many gay women act masculine, but you can't act gay. It's a fake, it's an illusion that we all know is an illusion because we all know there's tons of big old tough masculine gay Marines in Afghanistan and there's people like me like, oh, I simply adore pussy. It's just my favorite. <laughs> You know, not every comedian would take Air Labia, pull it over his body like a sock, pull it off, turn it into a bow tie, and then do autoerotic asphyxiation with it. But Austin, I will, because you've been worth it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. What a lovely group you have been. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to the Comedy Dynamics YouTube channel and follow us on social media for daily stand-up comedy clips and more. Comedy Dynamics Daily is produced by Brian Volkweiss, Brian Adams, Rachel East, and Stuart Lindbergh. Comedy Dynamics is a division of the Nacelle Company. Thank you for listening.